What do you do when the consensus is hopeless? Would you give up or put it in God's hands? This week, Pastor Dorsey Ross shares the keys to overcoming the obstacles of his birth and how he found himself flourishing in ministry. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. There's a battle being waged. It's not flesh. It's not blood. It's spiritual. And we need to be prepared. The last thing a warrior wants on the battlefield is spiritual anemia. So when the enemy attacks, we need to be prepared. But we don't always realize where the attacks are coming from or that we're being attacked at all. This is the Pantry Podcast, and we're here to remind you of who we answer to, what we're capable of, and how we are called to do it in every aspect of our lives. In season five, Unnaturally Flourished, we are gearing up where season four left off, looking at God's unusual, amazing, and miraculous methods of elevating, relocating, and redeeming us into his purpose in ways the world can't access. Support our ministry reaching the lost and found in over 35 countries with spiritual and literal nutrition. Every one-time and recurring donation makes a lasting impact. Donate through Patreon or thepantrypodcast.com. And now let's dig into the meal. Hey. Hi. Man, we are back. We are back. I love sitting in these chairs. Yes, these are, <laughs> these are comfy chairs. What makes it even more fun is when it's not just us. Yeah, we're gonna have fun. It's not just me and Michelle today. No, no, we got a very special guest today. And Matt's gonna be. We're gonna be talking about by his wounds. Yeah, and I think that's just gonna be an awesome uh, lead in for what we're gonna hear about flourishing in the Word of God. Yeah, today we have the honor of welcoming Pastor Dorsey Ross onto the show. He was born with Apert syndrome, but he's overcome life's obstacles to inspire countless audiences with his story that disproves that the world's narratives always ring true and instead embraces God's ability to shape us against the odds. His story is one that shines light on God's faithfulness through some of the most challenging times. He's endured 68 surgeries over his lifetime, but he still graduated with a bachelor's degree in youth ministry and was ordained to share God's light and truth with the world. So welcome, Pastor Dorsey. It's awesome to have you today. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. So I think when we think of this by his wounds and we're thinking about this nourishing, you know, it always takes me back to Psalms 92, 13, where it says they are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. You know, we've been planted in this, this house, you know, in God's house. We, we've been planted into this kingdom and there was, there's nothing that he wants more than to see us flourish. You know, he nourishes us so that we can flourish so that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, like pastor Dorsey, right? What you went through. And yet we see this man on the other side and that's what we're going to dig into today. Yeah. So how did your life start out? What were your parents told? Cause I know you mentioned to us that, you know, the doctors kind of painted a dismal picture. What did they tell your parents about you? And then what did your parents do? Yeah. They, the doctors um, painted a very dismal picture for my parents. Because when I was born, my forehead was pushed, I went my eyes and nose were pushed, back into my head and my fingers and toes were fused. The enemy had no individual movement of them. And back then, they didn't, you know, expect to have someone with a birth defect. They didn't have the testing like they do today to determine the, you know, what the life was going to be like for the baby. And so when I was born, the doctors left me off to be examined and to put me into a institution. And they said, you know, they, you know, the doctors told my parents that they would put me into an institution because I had no source spot and no room for my brain to grow. And my parents said, well, you know, we can't sign the papers. We can't put him into a institution. We're just going to take him home and see what God is going to do with him. And they found out from a nurse in the hospital that they were doing operations on babies like me. And the doctors at another hospital said to my parents, well, look, you know, if he has the operation to open the skull and to allow his brain to grow and allow it to 
something normally, then we'll, he'll be able to survive, but he'll have to overcome a lot of obstacles and a lot of difficulty throughout his life. And I had my first operation to open the skull and to allow my brain to grow at a week of eight. Mm, wow. So your parents, you know, we, we, we always hear these wonderful things about parents. What was their relationship with God like? You know, what was the family home like? Yeah, you know, they're very strong. You know, very strong um, faith. You know, we went to church every Sunday. We went to church, you know, Wednesday night. I went to youth group, you know, on, on Friday night. So it was a very, you know, strong, Bible-based, you know, family. You know, I love my parents. My parents were my, my biggest uh, supporters in my life. And I wouldn't want no one else, you know, to be my parents except for them because of the, you know, the perseverance that they gave me to keep moving forward and to allow me to do anything and everything that I could and that I wanted to do in my life. You know, when I was older, going into, you know, getting ready to go into college and my parents, were, you know, were like, hey, you know, if you want to do this, you can, you know, at least try and at least go and go for it. Even when I had my high school history teacher tell me, you know, there's no way you're going to make it in college. You're not, you know, you don't do well in school. You don't do well on certain tests. So, that's, you know, you're not going to make it. And my parents were like, my mom especially was like, Hey, if you know you think you can make it, go for it. And I even asked her, like, how long do you think it will take for you or for me to make it in college? She said, I don't care if it takes you ten years as long as you make it. And I went to you know community college and finally, you know, it was very hard for me the first couple of weeks. And I even had you know another discussion with my mom about how hard it was, about how difficult it was. And my mom said, Well, take it a few more weeks. And if, you know, it doesn't work out, then we'll discuss about what, you know, the next step will be. And I found out about the Chi Alpha Christian group on the campus. And, you know, that was the support group for the rest of my time on that campus. And that truly helped me to survive and to, you know, persevere on that campus. Isn't it amazing how God shows up? In those moments, you know, you're, you're, you're talking about a couple of weeks in, it's hard, you know, and, and you're talking to your mom and it's like, oh, we're, I'm about to, you know, maybe we'll give up. But then God says, no, 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 no. I got you. Right. I've got you. And see, that is the God that we serve. And it's so awesome that we serve a God who always comes in in the right place, meets us right where we're at. And so with that, I'm, I, you know, this group on campus that you were with, you obviously it was nourishing um, and it was flourishing. And was that maybe some of the reason that you went into ministry? No, I, I, was, I went into ministry because I was a part of the youth group growing up. And I just, you know, loved ministering to the youth and speaking life to them and just, you know, being there for them, being, you know, a mentor or a leader to them in that group. That's what I felt like I wanted to do. I wanted to become a youth pastor. As I got older and started to go more regularly to the youth group, you know, the youth just accepted me. You know, they, they didn't care that I had a disability. They didn't care that I had a speech impediment. They just said, hey, let's hang out with Dorothy Will, accept him, and we'll treat him like anyone else. They never, you know, make fun of me. They never, you know, looked at me as someone that was different. They, you know, they, they rewarded me for my birthday, and they rewarded me for my graduation. I love that about children, that I think they, I think children get a, a bad rap because we say, like, children can be so mean, but I also think children can be so loving, you know, when they're in, when they're in the right atmosphere like they're they can love without the same kind of questions um and, and I just love that I love that you're still and that you, you 
you have a passion for the youth and that I'm sure you're touching a lot of youth with your message now. Do you do you find yourself being contacted by any youth that might be struggling with disabilities? Um, not really. I think most of the time it's just adults, mm-hmm. you know, that may contact me or that I may have, you know, friends. Yeah. You know, that, no, I'm just saying that may be struggling or that may, you know, I'm in touch with a lot of the Facebook groups that, you know, have, you know, facial disfigurement who may have the same mm-hmm. type of disability that I do and, and they know who I am and they know, you know, about my book and everything. I know some people, they don't may not ask me directly, but some people ask, you know, what is it like, you know, going through the operations, uh, you know, when you're younger, you know, what was it like, you know, going through this surgery or, or that surgery? How do you, you know, like, how do you keep going or how, you know, I tell them it's hard, you know, I tell them it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a difficult, you know, time, but just know that when you're going through it, that on the other end of it, you're going to, whether it's a parent or whether it's the, the child or the young adult, you're going to be better. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better even about yourself. I'm just, you know, believe in God and just believe that he, you know, made me this way for a reason and a purpose. Now, more than likely, it was some type of genetic defect in the DNA that caused it, but I still believe that God has a reason and a purpose for allowing me to be born the way that he did. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what is something you're still wrestling with? Um, and what is God showing you in this struggle? Well, <laughs> I think the biggest struggle that I'm dealing with is that, you know, I'm, I'm 44 years old and I'm still single. And I'm still, you know, looking for that woman of God that he had for me. Will I ever get married? You know, will I ever find that woman of God that he has for me? Will he ever, you know, be able to love me because of the way that I look on the outside? You know, will, it, will a woman ever find me handsome or good looking enough to say, hey, I want to try and at least talk to Josie beyond the friendship part of a relationship and go beyond that and see what, you know, what could actually happen in this relationship, you know. I know that's a struggle. And I know, I know a lot of people that actually they're in their singleness and some, you know, they embrace it and some there's, they're grappling with it, but they all have their own, they all have a different relationship with God and, and they all kind of handle it different. How are you handling that? How do you navigate that with your relationship with God? I just believe by faith that he will, you know, send me someone at some point, but at the same time, on, on the flip side of that, I'm sort of kind of okay that if, you know, I realize that it's his will, it's his time. And if he doesn't, I realize that it's God's will for me maybe not to get married and not to have a, you know, intimate, you know, friendship or intimate relationship. Yeah. I I think that a lot of people probably experience that in that waiting period, Mm -hmm. like God's time. It's like, sometimes it's the longest time ever. You're like, is it ever, (laughs) is it ever gonna happen? And And it's like, but like, I like your answer though. I love what you said. It's like, you know, you know, you, on one side you, you want, you know, you'd love to be in a relationship. I mean, a lot of us would, a lot of people do. Um, but then you said, I love it. But on the flip side, mm-hmm. you know, I want to live in God's will. I want to live in God's plan. And I think that you I know, just got to believe that for myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I mean, exactly. But you know what, Pastor? It's it's like that's the real struggle, though. And, you know, a lot of our listeners, we, we look, we don't like to sugarcoat. Be like, oh, no, everything is just always wonderful. And like, no, we struggle. And it's OK, because I think in our struggles, that's when we find God more. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we, we we really have that connection through the Holy Spirit to be with Jesus. You know, it's like. I think some of my deepest and darkest times where I had that, it was just like this tight knit communication level, you know, and just this, this comfort that came that could only come from God. So, yeah, it, it aligns with a verse that when we were looking into your ministry and details about that, you 
had a verse on your about page and it's Proverbs three, five through six that says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And I'm, I think that it's such a strong anchor verse for a person, but why, why did you choose that verse? You know, with the struggles and with having to go through the operations and not knowing, you know, what the outcome of those operations may, you know, may or may not have been, you know, I could have gone through an operation and, the doctor could have said, well, we're going to help him to become better. And, you know, God forbid, it could have gone worse. And I may not have come out, you know, on the, on the other side of that better. I could have came out worse than what, you know, the doctors could have, could have been. So I, I had to trust in him and I had to rely on him that he was going to bring me through those times and through those trials. And, I, and I, that goes back to my parents and my parents helping me to, to trust in him. And it goes back to my mom being in, in the hospital room with me. Every time I was I was in the hospital, she was there with me. She would sleep next to me in, in the in my room, or she would go in, you know, as far as she could, and sometimes even into the operating room with me, and even play with me and say, you know, hey, we're gonna believe that God will help you to go through this operation, and we would even sing the old hymn because He lives. And the course in that says, you know, because He lives, I can face tomorrow because He lives. All fear is gone because I know He holds the future and life is worth the living just because He lives. Ooh, I like that song. That's so good. Look, I like that song. Look, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's he, he, he right just, up Shay's alley. He just, he just came right up in my alley. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know, and when, when we're thinking about this, the season, you know, we're talking yeah. about flourishing. And so what I'm hearing here is like this nourishing, right? It's a nourishing. Um, your mom was obviously in a position of flourishing because if we think about this, you know, if you think about Psalms 55, 22, where it says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Mm-hmm. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. See, we are, we are raising generations. And your mom was in a nourishing moment. She was, she flourished. And in that flourishing, she started to nourish you. And then in that nourishment of you, you began doing that same thing. She was casting her burdens on the Lord. Now you've turned and cast your burdens on the Lord. And what does that do? It just continues to build this nourishment and this, and this beautiful relationship that's with Jesus. And we're sure that your message would, you know, as you take this out, so see now you're flourishing and you're taking this out to other people and you're like, cast your burdens on the Lord. And we're sure your message sticks with people and inspires people. Would you like to share one of the most memorable times you've had with someone in the audience? There's a lot of them. And I think, you know, it's just a lot of them. And, you know, I love the times when people would come up to me and they, they would say, hey, I needed that today. I needed to hear that today. I'm going through, you know, such and such this this week or this, this time in my life and I need I needed to hear that story of what you are doing and what you're going through in your life and how you have overcome those trials and how you overcome those difficulties in your life or the time when people say, Hey, I you know, I have, you know, such and such and the doctors haven't given me, you know, much hope. Can you can you play for me? Or I'm going into the you know, I'm going in for surgery or, you know, cancer treatment or whatever it may be. Can you can you play for me? Mm. You know, when I listen to everything that you've been saying, I think about how you flourished against all of these odds and you have said, you know, that God has a purpose for you. And I think sometimes we focus more on what others are able to do because they don't have our struggles, you know, Oh, they don't struggle the same way I do. And because they don't have that, they can do this, they can do this and I can't. Right. But I'm interested in what you think you can do because of the circumstances that you've been given, you know, what are those things where those perspectives, those mindsets that you're like, because of my circumstances, I can walk with this. 
you know, I love the, the verse, you know, flipping 413, which says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And one of my life things is can't is not in my vocabulary. Mm. So, you know, very few times in my life will I ever use the word can't. And I'll always try, you know, to do things in my life that may even be beyond what a lot of people will say. You know, oh, Dorsey's not going to be able to do that. You know, Dorsey's not going to be able to do this. You know, people, I'll, I'll, I laugh every time people, you know, come up to me and say, you know, how did you get here today? Well, I drove. And they're like, you drive? Yeah, wait, 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 Pastor Dorsey, you drive? <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I mean, you may not want to come into the car with me on the <laughs> you, may be, you know, you may be playing, you know, the Hail Mary going to, you know, the, all, the whole time, but... Right. Oh, uh, that's, that's good. No, this is all good. Yeah. This I is... love the mindset. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's sad, but true about people that when we have it, like, you know, when we have it quote unquote all together, when we think we have it all together, right. when the world would say we have it all together, sometimes that's our biggest stumbling block to get to Christ. Right. And, um, and and then some people, all the challenges, they get mad at God because they blame him for it. And they're like, because of all these things, I, I can't, I can't, right? I love that you said, yes, I have all these things, but I can, you know, and it's because you have God. You're not using your struggles as a stumbling block. You're, you're using them as that jump off point, you know, and you're focusing right. on that. And, and I just, I'm, I'm inspired by that and I'm challenged by that in my own life. I love it. Um, and, and I'm, I, I want to ask you to share something that, you know, when you're, when you're out there speaking with people, what are, what are some of the things that you say, like those zingers, those inspirational things you want them to walk away knowing? I think, you know, the, I think the biggest thing is, you know, can't, it's not in my vocabulary and that regardless of what you're facing, regardless of what you're going through, that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And that, you know, you can overcome those trials and you can overcome those difficulties because God is with you and God is there with, you know, by your side. Oh, that's awesome. You know, obviously, I, I, you know, as I sit here and I'm thinking about this, this is a, a man who loves God. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a man who is working in God's purpose. He, God has given him a mission. Mm-hmm. And we know that we, at that point, right? If God, you know, if you love God, and you're walking in his purpose, what? We know all things work together for good. Mm. And you are definitely doing something good, Pastor. And, and I think you're just an awesome person. And I think as we get ready to wrap this a little bit, you know, that, that, that kid or that person or, you know, whoever would approach you. And I know, you know, you said it, you know, don't give up. But, and if, what if they took that farther and like, but where does this strength come from? how do I tap into this strength that you're talking about? You know, this, this, this God of, that has all this strength. What would you tell them? I would just, you know, tell them to play and to read, read the Bible, start with the new Testament and read the Bible and start to, you know, get to know who, who God is and who, what, what God can do in your life. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I love how simplistic, like some people have a 12 step, you know, something, but the key is get to know, who it is that this book's about. That's the key. And that's exactly what you hit on. Yes. I love that. That's, that is the key y'all. Cause you know, it's amazing is the, the world can label us 
right? The yeah. world can label us to whatever we are, whoever we are, however we were born, whatever disability we were born with, whatever shortcomings were, were you know, that we end up in. But God sees us completely different. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see this. He sees what's inside of us. And I just want to say thank you, Pastor, for sharing your story. Thank you for thank allowing. You. Yeah. Thank you for letting people in to know you. Um, and man, keep going, brother. Keep going. Is there anything you want to tell anybody before we leave? Just, you know, keep pushing in and keep pushing forward in what, in what you want to do in your life and what God has for you in your life. Amen. Awesome. Keep pushing through. Awesome. So can you let our listeners know how they can connect with you best? Yeah, you can connect with me on my website at www.dorseyrossministries.com or you can connect with me on, on Facebook, Dorsey Ross, or you can connect with me on Instagram as well at dorsey.ross. Awesome. Thank you so much again for being here. This has been a very inspirational episode. And as always, you can connect with us at thepantrypodcast.com. So until next time. Bye. Bye. Awesome. Thank you so awesome. much for and doing it again, Pastor. That. We captured it all. Nice. Glitches. No glitches. <laughs>